Hello and welcome to the Senior Bulletin, where we discuss issues that matter to seniors. On this episode, we'll hear from Obi Obadike, a celebrity fitness and nutrition expert, TV host, and best-selling author of The Cut. Good morning, Obi. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, I can't com- be on the show. Well, I, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much for being on the show. And... Uh, Obi, you're a celebrity fitness and nutrition expert, and you're also a TV host and a best-selling author. So I Correct, feel, without a doubt, without a doubt, yes, sir. Yes, I feel privileged to have you here on the show. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are, are tuning in, and they're excited to hear all the wonderful things you have to share with us. So one of the main things is that you're a co-host of Lifestyle Magazine. Right, uh, it's right a, yeah, it's a, Right, correct. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a national syndicated health TV show. It airs on Direct TV and airs on the uh, the Hope Channel and the NRB Channel on Direct TV, uh, national faith based networks. It's really about uh, uh, improving people's life. Uh, whether we we talk, we discuss relationships, how to improve your overall health. Um, and so, and we've been, we've had all types of different celebrities on the show. We've touched on. Uh, topics like cancer, heart disease, um, uh, dementia, COPD, uh, all the whole gamut of, of health. Um, so I'm one of uh, the one of three other co-hosts on the show, and I've been attached to the show for uh, six seasons now. In fact, we're shooting the uh, seventh season um, come September. So, um, so yeah, that's a show that I'm very privileged uh, to be a part of. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. Uh, you also have quite a presence on the social media. Um, tell us some of the things that you do on social media to, to get and to keep so many people uh, as followers. Well, I think the most important thing is just to uh, be, uh, it's really about positive, improving people's life from a health and wellness perspective. Um, and so I'm always trying to uh, uh, post daily content, whether it's uh, exercise content, whether it's nutritional content, um, uh, sharing workouts that people can do, and really just trying to get people engaged about how health is, you know, your health is your wealth. And uh, there's never, um, age is not a crutch in staying healthy and fit, you know. Uh, Age is really just a state of mind. In fact, I made that post the other day on Facebook that, um, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mind thing. Um, you know, if you keep yourself in shape, uh, physically fit and mentally fit, um, then, you know, just because if your chronological age says you're 58 or 60, doesn't mean necessarily you are, especially if you keep yourself, um, in, in great, great health. Um, and there are a lot of things that you can do lifestyle wise to, to stay youthful. You know, so I, I refuse to uh, to use the chronological number to define how I'm supposed to act and how I'm supposed to live my life. You know, absolutely. So I'm not doing. I'm and not I the only one. To do the same. <laughs> I teach others to do the same. <laughs> absolutely, I'm not the only one then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so sometimes you wouldn't know how, how how old anybody is unless they told you. you right. Know what I mean, sometimes so some people just kind of slow that uh, chronological aging, you know, curve and number or whatever. So. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you're right. You know, age is a state of mind. I mean, I, I have to remind myself sometimes how old I actually am. You know, I, I can't ride that skateboard anymore. So, um, 
I got right. you know, I got to keep those kind of things in mind. But right, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. So you're also you you also you participate and you contribute quite a bit uh, to several health and wellness publications and, and websites. Um, what kind of advice do you have for those of us who are 50 years of age and older? Well, what I would also, what I would say is that um, exercise is very important for, for all ages, but particularly people that are over 50, because, you know, at that particular point in time, um, your hormone levels are dropping. And so your ability to be able to stay as fit as you were in your twenties or thirties becomes much more difficult. Um, you're every, every 10 years after the age of 30, your metabolism drops, uh, believe about three, three percent. Okay. So that, that's, that's a lot, you know, and you're going to lose lean muscle mass uh, every ten, every 10 years after the age of 30. Uh, for women, your, estro- your estrogen levels drop as well, too. So that is going to uh, decrease your bone density, and it's going to make you susceptible to osteoporosis. So the best way to combat those natural lifestyle declines as you age is exercise, lifting weights, is uh, resistance training. Um, when you when you weight train, um, that for for women, it's going to improve your bone density, right? It's going to strengthen your bones. It's going to prevent you from having bone fractures and breaking your bones. Uh, as a guy, when you weight train, it's going to help you maintain your lean muscle mass. Um, and maintaining your lean muscle mass is going to prevent um, is going to prevent your metabolism, your resting metabolism, your resting metabolic rate from dropping them. The more lean muscle mass you have, the, the faster your metabolism will be. So your objective as you get older is to try to maintain, you're going to lose lean muscle mass. It's inevitable. But your objective as you get older, particularly when you're over 40, is to maintain it. So we can still have those that fast driving resting metabolic rate, the ability to burn calories when you're resting. We want that to be as fast as possible. And your, uh, your body composition is going to dictate that. Um, and so weight training is so important when you're over 50. And we're not saying for you to uh, lift the whole gym or try to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno back in the day. You know, just basic, uh, basic light lifting, uh, whether it's doing body weight exercises, whether it's doing push-ups, whether it's doing chair dips, whether it's doing body squats whether it's doing lunges. I mean, just do using your own body weight. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I'll use myself as an example. I'm not 50, I'm 44, but um, I didn't, you know, during the whole COVID-19, I didn't, uh, unfortunately, the gyms was closed, we all know. So mm-hmm. For 90 days, I didn't weight train at all. And some people think, oh my God, you didn't weight train for 90 days. Your body's just going to shrivel up. You're going to lose all this lean muscle mass, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, I just, I said, okay. You know, I never. I don't remember the last time I've ever stopped weight training for 90 days. So I just referred to doing push-ups and dips and lunges and ab and and uh, planks and stuff like that. Uh, and then I focused on really good nutrition because I knew 70, 80 percent of maintaining your body weight, your body maintaining your current body fat levels is what you eat. And I was able to maintain most of my shape just doing push-ups and dips three days a week. I also ran uh, two to three miles, uh, about three miles a day, three times a week. Um, and then my nutritional, my I believe in the 80-20 rule, which is eating healthy 80% of the time and indulging and cheating 20% of the time. And I did a before and after. I took a picture. I have an image of myself 
before the COVID-19 without my shirt, and then after the COVID-19 just doing push-ups and dips, and I posted it before and after on my social media. And if you look at the image, you didn't look, you didn't really see much of a difference. It looked like the like man, you look like you've been, you, you never missed the gym. Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, resistance training is uh, is integral um, for uh, anyone above the age of. It, the, I would tell anyone above the age of fifty, you want to make sure you maintain your lean muscle mass um, because you want to have stronger bones. You know, you're going to be more susceptible to breaking bones, bone fractures, and stuff like that. So you want to weight train at least three days a week. And your cardio, of course, could, could be walking. Walking is a phenomenal cardiovascular workout. Um, so um, if you want to live a long life, you know, exercise is not a, a optional thing. It's a mandatory thing, you know? Absolutely. Now, what about supplements? Some people, you know, they swear by supplements and uh, that sort of thing. Which, what, 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 what do you recommend? Uh, well, I think multivitamins, are, multi, taking a multivitamin is definitely ideal. Um, just because we don't get a lot of times, we don't get enough vitamins through our regular foods. Um, I think th- taking away an additional whey protein supplement, a natural whey protein supplement, um, is also ideal as well too. Um, you know, I do believe that supplements are meant to assist what you're already doing, not replace. I think what happens is sometimes people get so caught up in supplements and the supplement seems to be the primary nutrient provider as opposed to eating food. Food is your best supplement, right? So if you're eating the right way, the supplement is just that small little thing to assist you. But what I would advise is for anybody that, that, is, that is, wants to add some type of supplement protocol to their, you know, their normal um, routine as far as eating wise, is that I think uh, a multivitamin and a whey protein would would uh, would suffice, okay. minimally. Got it. Now, the latest fad is keto diets. Um, um you, sure, go ahead. You know, they're focusing on just eating fats and that sort of thing. Um, how do you feel about the keto diet for people um, over well, 50? Well, you know, I, I have debunked the keto i mean i think the keto um this is my whole thing with the whole keto thing i think that it's very extreme and um on a short-term basis i think it's not a bad thing to maybe but i think for the long term i don't know how sustainable that is to um to completely um uh, not consume any carbs at all and try to get your energy source from from fats um and so i just don't know how i don't believe that's a sustainable approach um, I really believe in the balanced approach of uh, getting your your 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% fats. I really believe in the balance in terms of how you're eating. Um, and you can still uh, drop body fat and still drop, lose weight eating that way in a balanced, conventional way. Because the objective is really what you're trying to do is you're trying to have a long-term, uh, long-term lifestyle sustainable approach. And I just don't think keto is a long-term approach in terms of uh, eating from a health and wellness perspective. So, um, you know, um, one of the worst things in the world is when you are not getting enough carbs in your system and you have a foggy brain, you're not able to concentrate that well, um, you know, you're tired, you're sluggish, you know, your memory tension is off, 
And when you're older, you, you know, those faculties already freaking happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you definitely don't need anything to help to help make it worse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you need your carbs, particularly when you're, you know, over 50 and maybe you're not as sharp as you used to be. So I just wouldn't advise that for anyone that is older, to be honest with you. And, you know, I've never, I have not read a scientific um, journal that said carbs was the reason why people gain fat. Someone please show that to me because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, you know, and, I, and I'm a guy that reads. I, I, my approach is always from a scientific approach. It's always been calories. It's always been how many, if you got it, if it's an overabundance and overconsumption of calories, that surplus will lead to someone being obese or overweight not a macronutrient ratio that's going to determine you um, gaining fat. Of course, if you overconsume, you know, protein or carbs or fats, you know, of course, that's going to lead to, to, to uh, extra weight, extra fat gain. So, you know, I think it's, um, you know, a lot of these uh, quick fix, uh, quick fix diet solutions and stuff like that are kind of what it is. It's a quick fix. I think keto has its place in, in, in the market, but I think it's not for everybody. And, um, and I don't think it's a long-term, uh, the best long-term approach from a sustainability perspective. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that end. How about uh, the times to eat? You know, some people I've heard, uh, you know, certain times of the day, you're not supposed to eat beyond 7 o'clock in the evening and things like that. Is there a certain time that you recommend that, that folks our age cut it off? Um, not necessarily. I think it's um, there. Um, all the science says it doesn't. Even if even if you ate, let's just say for example that um, say you you know you you got busy during the evening time and you end up eating your dinner at nine or ten o'clock. Um, that's not going to affect um, whether you get your last meal at eight o'clock or 10 o'clock that's not going to make a it's not going to be a negative hindrance if you eat a little later than normal so i always just say to eat with try to eat in a way where it fits within your schedule uh let's just say for example um you're you're you know you're you're consuming 2300 calories a day okay and it's spread out and it's spread out over three meals or maybe let's say spread over, whether it's spread over three meals or six meals, it's not going to affect your ability to maintain your shape or your body fat or your weight. At the end of the day, it's really you're ca- just getting those calories into your system. So I think it's really trying to uh, eat when, when you can. You know, obviously, I think the disadvantage is I think it is to your advantage to eat regularly and not wait for long periods of time to eat because typically when people wait for long periods of time to eat a lot of times they typically the most of the time they do overeat you know so you know it's i would say not to be in that situation where you wait where you know you're so busy to the point where you wait where you know you're you end up getting a meal and it's maybe six seven hours later and you're so hungry you end up eating more than normal which is you know obviously can be counterproductive to what your goals are your fitness goals and stuff so um eat within what your schedule allows you to do uh try not to wait for long periods of time to um to eat a meal you know got it 
Okay, another one of your achievements uh, includes being a best-selling author. Um, you wrote The Cut with actor Morris Chestnut that was ranked number one uh, in diet and exercise. Uh, tell us a little bit about teaming up with Morris Chestnut and a little bit about your book. Sure, yeah. Well, I got him in shape for a movie called The Best Man Holiday uh, 2013, about seven years ago. And uh, helped him lose 33 pounds over a three-month period. And um, and uh, when he was promoting the movie, it got a lot of national buzz. It's, you know, his transformation, how fit he looked. So um, the attention that he received um, was was really what made me, the light bulb came and said, hey, I think we should do a book together, but make it more on overall, well, overall losing weight, weight loss, you know, how to, how to get people fit and how to get people fit in 90 days. So the cut was really, um, so basically what I did was I did a focus group on about, I think 20 people, um, that were out of shape and, um, worked with them and helped them get lose weight over a 90 day period and, uh, did before and afters and their transformations were featured in the book. And they were also featured on the back cover of the book because I wanted uh, that to be the everyday average person that you can lose weight through the cut and using them as kind of the testimonial transformations to validate that uh, the diet and exercise system associated with the cut actually works. And so, um, you know, I, I helped people lose, you know, an average between 30 to 40 pounds uh, within 12 weeks. Uh, I also worked with, uh, with a guy that was, um, uh, was obese and uh, I, he was uh, his transformation. I worked with him for a year he was one of the focus groups for the book. His name was Mike Hopper, and I helped him lose 117 pounds in one year. And all these focus group people were all done online. So I gave them a program. I gave them a diet and, and an exercise program. We communicated every week uh, via, via the phone and via online. So um, their transformations when we were promoting the book was, you know, it was marketed all over. You know, we were on the the biggest talk shows, the Rachel Ray, the Steve Harvey's, and Wendy Williams. So it, uh, anytime you see some mind-boggling, you know, weight loss transformation, people always kind of, you know, they, it, it's a, it, it makes people stop in their tracks. Um, so it kind of validated uh, the weight loss system of the cut. And, uh, and it's really, it's not, uh, it's not anything unique about the diet system. It's just, focuses on balance and focuses on not being extreme and how you exercise or even how you eat. And I think that when you are eating in a way where it's not extreme and you do have some room for indulging, then I think that that is a more sustainable approach um, as opposed to saying you can't have any cheats at all and you have to be strict seven days a week and you so many restrictions to the point where it's just, you know, people can't sustain that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I've got some making up to do. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a chocolate fanatic, and I haven't had any chocolate in about three weeks now. All because I was thinking, I can't have it. I can't have it. I got to stay on this straight and narrow path. So um, I can go out and have some chocolate today. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's... Uh using um i always looking at it i look at eating as a re reward system you know it's like if you you know say you, you're eating clean three four days in a week in a row and then maybe on the fifth day you can indulge for that 
you know, lunch period. You can have a, you know, an, a small indulging meal. So um, it's okay. You can do that. It's okay. You can still, you can still uh, attain your goals or maintain your goals by following that path, that whole reward system in terms of, you know, eating good and then indulging a little bit. And so then it becomes a situation where it doesn't feel like, you know, it's you're enjoying your life, but you're still focusing on your health. You know, it's like everything is really within moderation. The way exercising and nutrition, they're both the same thing. It's in moderation. You don't want to exercise seven days a week. That's, you know, your body needs time to recover, you know. So, and eating is, a, there's a psychological aspect to eating too, you know. I mean, if you are, you know, eating healthy seven days a week, super strict and restrictive, then I think psychologically you need a little bit of a break in terms of being able to indulge a little bit. So, um, the objective is to try to, uh, it makes no sense to <clears throat> drop weight, lose weight, uh, and then gain it all back. I, I've never understood that, that yo-yo effect. And I, I understand why people do do the yo-yo because they're so restrictive for such a, for, for a certain period of time. Um, and then once they're done, they, you know, they, they resort to what they were doing before. But if you can still resort to what you were doing before, as far as how you eat, but you do it within moderation and you still incorporate eating healthy, then you're able to, you're able to cater to both ways, eating healthy and also cheating a little bit and enjoying your life where it's, you don't feel like, Oh my God, I can't keep this up where, you know, it's a, it's a balance scale. So that's what I teach my clients. That's what I, when I've been on TV and I've done these TV segments and I've written articles, I've, I've written articles on that. And I've had a lot of success in working with clients all over the world online with that approach. And it's, um, it's approach that I, that I believe is a, is a successful approach. Yeah. And it sounds, long-term wise. And it sounds very feasible. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. We all live for certain things in our lives and, having that 20% to look forward to, um, that makes it a little bit more easier to swallow, I guess. <laughs> right. Without a doubt. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave with the audience? No, you know, all I could just say is that, um, um, what I would just tell the audience is that, um, you know, you can stay fit and healthy at any age. Um, don't use age as, as an, as an excuse or a crutch. Um, Eating, nutrition is 80% of the battle. Exercise is so important. Don't neglect it. Um, and um, if they you know, ever need any, if they ever have any questions or need any help in terms of their health, their diet and exercise needs, they can always, you know, message me at uh, obobadike.com or email me at obifitness at verizon.net. And I'll be, be, be welcome to... Uh, to try to answer any questions they have and help them, you know, get in better shape and better health. Okay. And where would we find you on social media? Um, just my name, Obi Obadike. Just, uh, I, I, I can, I doubt it if there's anyone with a name like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> unique. unique. So yeah, just, just type in my name. I guarantee you I'm the only dude that'll <laughs> pop up. <laughs> with a name like that, you can imagine how, how, how many times I used to get made fun of back in the day? My God. <laughs> they, they never forgot you, though. <laughs> no, they never forgot me. They never forgot me, for sure, without a doubt. Back, in the, back when I was growing up, it was, 
it was torture. Now it's like it's it's actually a helpful thing. It's now I look it back at it, kind of laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. And when and where do we tune into the Lifestyle Magazine Health TV show? Yeah, you know you could tune in on uh, on Tuesdays. Um, the times always change, but uh, I believe in it's on the Hope Channel on Tuesdays. I believe at I think three thirty. Uh, but if they, they just go on the Hope Channel, they'll be able to see the Times um, and then NRB Channel um, on Thursdays. But if you just tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Hope Channel and then look at the program guide on, on those networks, Hope and NRB, Lifestyle Magazine, they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to see the Times, the exact times. Because I know they do change per, per, per week, but uh, I'm on there every week um, as, as a co-host. Okay. Well, Obi, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, the information you shared with us is invaluable, and I'm glad you're able to reinforce some things for some of us and telling us that, you know, it is okay to cheat with that 20%, um, and we all need to continue exercising throughout our golden years in order to stay healthy. And, again, I do appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. Hey, man, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it, man. Take, take care. You're God welcome. Bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Senior Bulletin. Please subscribe to our podcast and enjoy more of our future guests as we discuss issues that matter to seniors. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.theseniorbulletin.com. I'll talk to you on the next episode.